Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come and see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Eco Solutions and the Let's Get Synced series. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Miela Popovich. Um, if you have watched um, or seen the other show on Ignite Your Heart and Passion, I interviewed her back in September on her beautiful fluid expression of dance and also how it does actually integrate into business. Today we are going to be talking about the emotional climate of climate change and how we can go about it uh, not only emotionally, physically, um, actively, uh, as an activist, um, which doesn't mean you have to take out the pitchforks or hunger strikes or tie yourself to a tree. There are other ways of being an activist. And what we can do in order to change this whole uh, emotional climate around climate change, because climate change is here, folks. It is escalating. There are things that we need to do. There's things we need to change. But until we change our emotional climate, we're not going to change anything else. So I'm going to give you a little bit about uh, Mila. There's so much here to cover, but we're going to cover that in a moment when we talk. But this is just a little bit of her. She's the founder of Evolving Leadership Program, Consultancy and Community for Transformational Leadership on the Scale of Personal Excellence, Organizational Development, Systemic Innovation to Planetary Pathfinding. Mila develops and furthers the potential of individuals, businesses, communities for superior performance, attuning themselves to the universal life-supporting principles in conjunction with emerging social trends to maximize the return on conscious contribution. Wow, that is a lot <laughs> that she does here. And um, as we go through the show, you're going to see just the many, many different layers of Mila. And I do invite you to go back to listen to the other show um, on uh, Ignite Your Heart and Soul, on the, the fluidity of our beingness, because it truly is about that. That's the dance performer of her. This is a different performer of her here about the emotional climate and our climate change. But they are one of the same. So welcome back to the show, Mila. It is wonderful to be here, wonderful to be back at Self-Discovery Radio. And Sarah, you're a wonderful host, convener and leader of the whole community. So I'm excited to be here and to talk on uh, the topic of the day, which is a lot of burning issues, pun intended. It is, yes. <laughs> burning issues on so many levels. And I think uh, we're asking people to... Um, kind of be emotionally tuned in without being emotional about it isn't it you know mm -hmm. is we have to be consciously aware that changes are happening we have to look at what is our contribution we have to look at changing um the environment politically uh, we also have to start looking at borderless borders when it comes to our globalization and uh, i realize it is a humanity um, you know, all these different countries and all these different policies and all these different governments around the world govern their countries accordingly. But when we're looking at this issue, it is a humanitarian, it is a humanity issue, and we have to be able to cross the aisle and uh, speak with one another. Otherwise, while we're busy bickering, this planet is demising. 
Exactly. And thank you for that in introduction. Um, one of the words and expressions and, and issues that is standing out in what you're saying, standing out for me is the notion of governance, mm -hmm. um, which is a multi-layered mm -hmm. um, connotation, um, you know, that goes from an authority that regulates something um, all the way to a consensus, to a democratic agreement on something that then is uh, it translated into the notion of self-governing. And where I would like to go with this um, is to invoke the idea and call for the idea of self-governing individuals. Yes. And what that entails, what that would entail to be a self-governing individual um, has this somewhat of a formal um, sound to it. But I've spoken elsewhere about the notion of self-possession. And I love how you have mentioned that there's being emotionally engaged about something without uh, losing the bearings. And in losing the bearings and being emotional about it, what we mean by that is that we, in essence, would waste emotionally generated energy towards yes. meaningful action and would just um, you know, spill out that energy in an aimless way mm -hmm. uh, or implode and be disheartened, which we cannot, e we cannot afford either. No. There's no time or place anymore for misdirected exertion of energy because we need to have it meaningfully engaged on one hand. And on the other hand, there's also um, no time for being disheartened um, because the measure of the courage at these times is exactly to show resilience, uh, to, to be moved by profound knowing that we can evolve and we can evolve consciously. As you can see from my work, that's what I focus on, mm -hmm. that there's a ma matter of self-governing choice. Yes. That's sovereignty, that in the midst of any situation, you choose the way you are going to react and act, and that's where sense of self-possession and self-governing is in full motion and, and it's most rewarding on behalf of the individual as well as community to be well-directed, well-enheartened and well-motivated towards that action. Choice. I mean, this is the thing. We have to choose how we're going to fuel the situation. Um, we know that we are energy. The universe, this world is energy. Everything is measured by energy. And it's where we spend that energy. Now, we know that we, some people would like to dispute the facts that uh, global warming is happening. It is happening. Part of it is natural um, evolution of the planet. A great deal of it is the fact that we have just really, in our consumerism and um, ignorance, really, we are consuming the resources of this planet way before it can actually regenerate and supply us. So we cannot bury our heads in the sand. We can't dispute things anymore. What we have to do, though, is in an attunement of emotion of our consciousness, step up to going, okay, what can I do? How can I be a part of it? Now, we hear people saying all the time, I'm only one person, I can't do anything. Government is going to step up and, and um, you know, well, what's my voice going to count? Well, that's the point. Your voice does count. Your actions do count. And this is, you know, when we, when we see a crisis, 
we see something happening in the world that's catastrophic. We see how humanity steps up. And we are awesome at stepping up and helping each other when it comes to that crisis. Why are we not looking at this as a crisis right now and saying to one another from across our borders, saying, what can we do to help? How can we put our minds together? How can we step up? Because this is really what the invitation is right now, isn't it? Indeed. Um, you just mentioned um, changes of catastrophic proportions uh, that need to be met mm -hmm. with uh, higher consciousness solution making. Mm -hmm. um, so just a little bit, uh, a kind of to step back for a little bit, zoom out for, for a minute to kind of give a rough characterization of times, which we already have plenty of that. Plenty of people um, have pointed out to, to um, the, the burning uh, issues mm -hmm. along with the high level of urgency mm -hmm. uh, to act and to generate solutions. And that's on the collective scale and we all personally feel something is off and something yes. is not satisfying you. We're either starting Mm -hmm. or we're satiated in the wrong way uh, to the point where, you know, it's, it, it's not meaningful anymore. Mm -hmm. So we all can feel it and see it. What I have noticed is that we have been oscillating between the push and pull of particular forces, mm -hmm. um, between this kind of threat-inducing um, media propagation and as well as distraction pulling, mm -hmm. uh, so there's the push of the threat and there's the pull of distraction. In between those two, when you're facing mainstream media, you have no opportunity to see indeed how you as an individual can walk in, intervene, contribute, um, transform, um, bring forth change, or even be heard for that yes. matter. So it is... And I want to, again, you know, uh, show my admiration for the work that you're doing. Thank you. Because this is the kind of media we have to have. Mm -hmm. Media that can support, that, that in and of itself is a system of care and support, informing and supporting so that people feel inspired and empowered to take action rather than kind of acting and reacting between those two poles of threat and, and um and distraction. Mm -hmm. So what happens in reaction in the psychological <clears throat> individual domain or community domain, and on one hand, and on the other hand, what happens in the co collective like policy making domain, we get so uh, torn in this kind of atmosphere, in this kind of media climate, social, socioeconomic climate, that we either tend, you, we have groups and, and tendencies mm -hmm. towards fanaticism. Yes. As, as a means of coping. Right. And on the other hand, total resignation and indifference mm -hmm. as a means of coping. Yes. Because it's impossible to be faced with these things and have a, a healthier, integral approach and the sense of empowerment uh, to take action. So with that being said, I would like to, um, you know, have, have a more refined language about what and the language you, could you repeat that please let you just you had a bit of a wobbly there what i would like to do is refine the language that we're using so as to shift a little bit the perspective and the in the approach 
towards the issues. One of them is um, the, the constant catastrophizing. We know things are urgent. Yes. But the constant catastrophizing can lead to paralysis mm-hmm. and resignation, right? Um, and we have a way of looking if we were to even further step back, even further civilizationally, historically step back, we can say that indeed things are of the planetary scope Mm -hmm. threatening, and yet there are unprecedented planetary opportunities. We're living in unprecedented times because for the first time, the population almost all is connected via the same media, mm-hmm. you know, by uh, cell phones, by uh, new technologies. And with that kind of connectiveness, um, yes, the spreading of the news, the spreading of the catastrophic things can go faster. Right. But the solution making can yes. also go across the yes. board faster, usually and typically by, um, you know, conjunction of official means established means as well as social movement and kind of self, um, self-initiated um, movements and change. So could we speak and could we think of what we're facing right now as unprecedented challenges mm-hmm. with unprecedented opportunities? An invitation. You know, exactly. I mean, what we're seeing right now the awareness that the amount of plastic in the ocean is killing our sea life. But we're also seeing other people seeing that and going, what can I do about it? Mm -hmm. They've uh, invented things that can clean up the ocean. We've got people who are now creating roads out of plastic. People are building homes out of plastic. This is the thing as a human species, when we see a problem, we're very, very creative at finding a solution to it. So, what you're saying is we mustn't buy into the hysteria of it, but rather look upon it as an invitation to what are we going to do about it creatively? Because we know there's a hell of a lot of plastic. It's not going to be all gone tomorrow. Although now, of course, we're looking at these wonderful biodegradable uh, plastics that are coming into being because there was a problem. People went out and found a solution. And this is really what we're asking people to do is what is the solution? We know what the problems are. What can we do about it? And I've personally interviewed people here on Self Discovery uh, Radio TV Network that are, have come up with some incredible solutions that they've dedicated 30 years or more into doing. And that's the thing is it's within us. But imagine if we put all of those minds together and created an umbrella where they could collaboratively come together and actually have the support to take those innovations to another level. Indeed. Um... I have many examples in my mind right now, since you mentioned plastic, one of them is plastic bank, where Mm -hmm. you have a system of collecting, recycling and repurposing plastic. Um, It's an incredible um, initiative, social movement and organization um, to clean out the planet, repurpose it, right? So there's Mm -hmm. creativity involved in how we can reuse that. Mm -hmm. IKEA is already um, creating um, hip, uh, uh, um, furniture mm-hmm. out of plastic. Um, so there's, a, but the key to this is that these two exquisite um, gentlemen that founded this initiative in this organization, led by David Katz, um, decided to make uh, women the leaders in this entire mm-hmm. organization. 
So in every developing countries, especially they put focus on there, they're putting women as the um, leaders of the plastic banks and then entire ecosystem is shifting yes. and putting the entire plastic bank and the entire network of the plastic bank stations all over the world on blockchain technology, right. which means decentralized means of exchange information and currency mm -hmm. and wealth. And it is peer-to-peer, -peer, direct, authenticated, verified, and transparent. And with the processing power that is, you know, 10 times more, I'm just, you know, saying figuratively, 10 times more that we've known, verifying everybody's identity. So you have 51% of humanity being engaged in the most challenged area in the world to clean the planet on the newest technology educating women in the newest technology, securing their identity, meaning by consequence, securing their human rights via blockchain, that it's unalterable mm. information, giving them cryptocurrency wallets, which yes. most of the time the patriarchs, because they live in the patriarchal dominant societies, the patriarchs, their fathers or husbands or brothers or sons cannot get hold of because they don't know enough of. Some of these women have never had a bank account or money of their own. Right. Now they're being educated. Mm -hmm. Now you have a shift, socioeconomic shift, yes. gender power shift, environmental shift, mm -hmm. um, monetary reform. Mm -hmm. And a whole new way of ecosystem relating via blockchain, authenticating and transparent that is untouchable with the knowledge that the greater number of us that participate in the network are basically increasing the value of the network. Right. So yes. you see how exponentially mm -hmm. this can grow yes. and address all the issues along the scale of what we have identified as the SDG goals, the sustainable development goals, which is again, let me remind you so that I can infuse us with courage and faith, unprecedented agreement, regardless of, of the issues that we currently have with the establishment um, in the US where I currently reside in Denver and Colorado, regardless of the challenges that the US current US establishment is, is, is um, putting in front of us and, and challenge that it's being put in front of UN and undermining UN's um, incredible global um, influence, Regardless of that, sometimes uh, those challenges are great catalysts yes. and let them be that. But what I'm saying, when you have this many nations mm -hmm. in a unprecedented historical moment coming together to make an agreement on what the standard of living is going to be, what is acceptable and unacceptable to global society, what is what constitutes well-being and welfare for us collectively, these is the new matrix of human development, and it might not be perfect, and it is not perfect, <clears throat> and we need to continue working on it, but we have st standards and new social norms, ethical standards, and new social norms put in place that will be the guarding rails going forward. So, you have solutions that are coming up in all parts of the world in mushrooming in unprecedented way uh, that we have so many to celebrate and, and to kind of dispel this, this mesmerizing power of the um, 
violent uh, uh, um, culture that is being proponed by a media because the media is not the mainstream media is not so much speaking of the exceptional solutions, the no. exceptional solidarity. No. None of the success stories are being shared. None of the compassionate no. stories are being shared because the threat is serving a different kind of agenda. And the threat of global collective issue is a whole different question. Right. That's where we need to put the focus. The planet is burning. Yes. The planet is heating. We have to breathe. And we are endangering not only our species, without which we happen to know the world would go on. Yes. But yes. we are endangering all life forms. And in the greater web of life, in the greater chain of being, if we are in the consciously leading mm -hmm. species, we have responsibility, compassionate responsibility to take care of the planet the the, the home the only home that we have that we all have that we all have even if know. we fantasize about going to other homes even if we fantasize or make reality which is fine to go to mars but the point is that there's something about humanity that is co-emergent with the earth and our own identity and our own species is unique and uniquely co-emergent with this environment with which yes. we communicate, in which we live, which we breathe. Uh, so that I am not sure how those settlements would fare. Yes. And one thing I am sure of, we definitely cannot care, take the same consciousness to another planet because no. we'll pollute that one too. Precisely. <laughs> Precisely. And, you know, the thing is, is that we know that the system is broken and we can't go anywhere until we correct our own system. And, you know, there's so many points here that you brought up. I'm going to go to the media. Obviously, that's what I'm in there. People ask me, why are you doing ecological shows? What's that got to do with the consciousness of people stepping into their own self-love and, and uh, contribution uh, to, to life in general? And I say, because if we cannot consciously look at our imprint environmentally how can we consciously look at our imprint and anything else in life it's one of the same and the reason for doing this let's let's get synced uh, series is to bring the awareness of what is being done the innovations right down to policies of the synchronicity um synchronicity mm -hmm. with Alison and the simultaneously policy with the simple policy with, with Nick and John, with other young people who are going back to their countries, to their governments with whole plans of changing the waste system or the water system or the this system or that system. The thing is, is that if we do not focus on the people that are already embracing, already stepping up with their own ingredient, and celebrate those people, bring light to those people. How are we going to know what's going on? No, the mainstream media is not at all interested in bringing us that because we know fear sells, we know part of its control and part of it's the manipulation of, um, sorry, whatever that was, <clears throat> the manipulation of, of powers that be. But we've got to realize we are the power on the planet. We are the empowerment. What we feed is what will grow. Now, we've looked at the state that we're, we're looking at of the planet right now, and we're going, okay, you know, we were ignorant of the fact of our consumerism. 
of our waste, of our pollution. Now we cannot sit in that ignorance anymore. I don't care if you want to deny it until the cows come home. You know, just look at your garbage pit. Uh, look at the oceans. Look at everything else. We cannot deny it. But it is, as you said, that invitation to step up in collaboration with one another to bring about the innovations. Now, looking to the women and empowering them, uh, different currency. This was covered in Ecoism in uh, Rennie, uh, Rennie Chevelle, I can't pronounce her surname, of Normal is Over documentary, of a different currency being bought in um, as a form of exchange. When we actually put the power back into the women of this, we're actually not only on the waste side of it, on looking at the creative side of it, but we're also looking at the purchasing and the manufacturing side of it because they know what the problem is. And women are exceptionally good at bringing about a solution, right? Roll up the sleeves. Hey, this isn't working, folks. What are we going to do to make it work? Too much plastic is going out. How can we change this? What can we use in it instead that's recyclable and reusable and create different uh, manufacturing or change the way manufacturing is done? But the whole thing right now, it's a beautiful invitation to empower everyone, but especially empower women who are the main consumers, because if they change the consumerism, if they change the demand, if they change the way they change the waste, they're going to change the way manufacturing is done. And what we really do need as opposed to what we think we need. Indeed. Um, I would like to, to go quickly to, um, to connect the, the, the question <coughs> of dire, dire situations and conditions, right? And if we can assess that without the panic, because right. the panic will paralyze us, and connect that equally to be well-informed about what's yes. going on. And, um, you know, you mentioned the story about look at our trash cans, mm -hmm. look at our um, dumping grounds. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a terrible place in the city um, that certain walks of life, certain demographics have to, to endure. Sometimes it's an entire region in the world. There are entire countries that are dumping grounds of us um, d supposedly developed countries. Right. Um, you know, one of the things that we should really pay attention to is that in the interconnected world, there is no longer clear distinction there, that there's an inside and outside. Mm -hmm. That there's us and there's them. Mm -hmm. There's us who are doing well and doing good and them that are not mm -hmm. because this crisis has become one of the power one of the most powerful levelers ever yes so yes. what i'm trying to show you is to be able to hold paradoxes i mm -hmm. think that's so important not to see things in simplistic either or terms right but to be able to hold paradoxes in order to discover in something that we assume might be going well, to have a kind of a keen perception and watch if our solution is indeed, indeed holistic. And in those things that are terrible, we can by equal measure find a great opportunity. So think about this correlation. I would love to come back later to the notion of correlation of inside out. Mm -hmm. and, um, and what I said, there is no just any more simplistic dichotomizing mm -hmm. between either or us them inside out 
because you see if you throw a, a, a plastic um, bottle outside of your car by the chain effect it ends up in the sea yes. and it ends up suffocating your environment in return and there's a there's an ecosystem let's call it what it is we are one living organism with the earth that will come back right again in front of your door in one right. form or another right. whether that's an autoimmune disease yes <laughs> or it's another yes. plastic bottle we don't yes. know it doesn't matter but that comes back and i do want to say something that is profoundly informative scaringly informative that we can hold i mean you're probably your audience and we all know about the problem of space junk yes which is the leftovers of the satellites and mm -hmm. especially the mushrooming of it and during the cold war era whose inheritors we are right now i mean in many ways we're replicating the same political dynamics you know that they have by being in space gotten piecemeal and accelerated so you have smaller and smaller pieces of the satellite material moving at faster and faster speed that there's a i'm sorry to tell you but there's a morbid halo around our mother earth right now mm. so to remind you that there is no outside somewhere right. there is no mars to go to kind of consciousness. Yes. There is no, we'll throw it in the space. We'll no. find a solution, we'll throw it in the space. No, we have to live differently. We have to yes. think differently. We have yes. to relate to ourselves, another, and the world differently. And in terms of ecology, I mean, and, and the question or the challenge put in front of you to think, um, why do you do a programming like this? And how does that correlate? Mm -hmm. Know, individual and spiritual development to this um, you know the, the ecology is basically a study of your home of your abode of your dwelling mm -hmm. and if by sheer physical fact if we were only to address just the physical level of yes. being your abode in your body your dwelling in your body in and of itself is an entire ecosystem absolutely so you don't tell which we have been doing to your liver to not do something without maybe damaging your kidneys. Right. That's what our healthcare system has been like. This yes. is what our health medicine has been like. Yes. This is being replicated on all scale of being, the way we take care of our body, the what, what we eat, how we till our land, how we relate to each other in, in, in relationships, how we relate to government, to self-government, to on a full scale of being the domino effect the same mm -hmm. thought pattern mm -hmm. the same mindset mm -hmm. and the same consciousness that's playing out a certain dynamics so speaking of study of home um, our body is a whole system it's right. an ecosystem and if we don't address it like that we're just going to be creating new diseases destroying other organs and destroying in the process even our evolutionary potential right so to think of earth as our home yes um is by same measure it's an extension of thought uh that doesn't even take much thinking uh because it you know by your own breathing by your own sustaining yourself in the, in this world uh what's necessary so i think satish kumar and uh, has said this before but i have often spoken about um the art and science 
trying to marry those two mm-hmm. back together where they belong because that's another replication yes. of division and dichotomizing. The art and science of soil, soul, and society. Mm. That's what we are working on. It's a concentric circle that's interrelated yes. and, and locked into a feeding back loop mm-hmm. uh, where what the soul acts out or envisions is created in the world, which in turn becomes the society and societal norms informing back the identity, which then informs how we relate to the earth, to each other, with the food we choose, the, how we till the land, how we treat the land, and, and all of that. It's a systemic issue that requires systemic approach. That's the ecology of the mind, of the heart, of the body, of the society. And the highly needed whole systems design approach and whole systems perspective that we need because we are a microcosm and a system in ourselves. So this is to solidify um, or to to, um, um, uh, reassert, I should say, the correlation, the correspondence mm-hmm. between inner and outer, between <clears throat> us as an individual and society at large, and also to give a kind of a larger um, scope, planetary scope of issues, um, equally correlated to the internal psychological issues that, uh, that we carry. Uh, with that being said, um, there's tremendous potential for individual contribution. There's a tremendous potential for ever finer social transformation for a better uh, future that we we get to share because there's nothing more exciting than sharing. Because even a child that has all the plastic toys Mm -hmm. uh, in one room uh, will have no joy if there's not somebody else to share it with. We are social beings. We're designed to do this. So... In terms of individual input, and you say this kind of somewhat of a disheartening question of what can I do? Right. Uh, and to respond to that resignation and disheartenment that is the natural, normal consequence to onslaught of information and, and terror, um, I say that we need to redignify every human being um, Amen. <laughs> and un- unleash the tremendous potential of every every human being. And what we see right now is a beautiful, beautiful correlation and mm-hmm. a double current uh, between the um, ever higher in, uh, in, and finer individuation, ever more authentic human beings that are breaking through social norms, the old social norms, and are saying, this is what is truthful to me. This is why we spoke about art and artistic and creative expression earlier, as that powerful unleashing of the individual potential, an ever greater need to um, relate to others, to connect in communities. We're seeing this movement and we're seeing that only a human being that is capable of and and supported to, I should say, to self-express has a sense of inner autonomy with which you relate to other life forms and to other human beings with that kind of compassion, understanding that they are going through the same things. And then that's where there's an increased capacity for connection. And there's most definitely the profoundest 
an unprecedented opportunity to activate the collective mind. You know, first and foremost, what we have to do is activate our heart, activate our love within. It's very hard to look at anything with hate or with disconnect if you are from a place of love. Because what you are doing, you've raised your vibration, you've raised your frequency. You know, there's the beautiful scientific thing of the water. You know, uh, one glass of water being shouted at and hated and turned black. Mm, Another one completely ignored, doing nothing, just stagnant. And another one being filled with love and just how beautiful crystallized and each of that crystallization of frequency that it elevated. We want as an individual to be loved and able to love. We want to be a part of a village, a part of a place where we, we belong a collective that we belong, but we don't want to lose our identity in it. We want to bring our identity to that collective and be seen for who and what we are contributing. If we cannot step into that space of love and we're disconnected inside, there is nothing going on on the outside that we're going to see or or care about. So we have to start caring about ourselves. Your health is your issue. We have to look at what's causing our health issues. And agree, deal of it is coming from anxiety. It's coming from stress because of the, the disconnect, the, the fear, the, the whole just not knowing where anybody belongs or connection of heart. When we start caring about ourselves and giving ourselves nurture um, and start loving ourselves, start healing ourselves, that whole elevation of who we are starts exuding out, starts... Uh, reaching out to doing things in a more loving and caring manner, which raises the frequency of the planet, which is what we need. Um, So I think, yes, you can be an activist and you're going out there and you're fighting for the rights of something, but if you're not doing it from a loving place, then you're bringing angst to the equation. If you're doing it from a loving place, you're bringing that love to the equation. And we're all hungry for love. We're all hungry for it right now in a desperation in our whole cellular being. When we step into that love and from a cellular point of view, we change our entire organism that then we're now changing the organism and our approach to life and our consciousness to nature and to what we need as a human race, animal race, as a living race here on this planet. So I think the consciousness has to start within us to actually understand we are so much more than we're allowing ourselves to be. And we talked about this in our last show about societal conditionings of you're only popular, you're only this and you're only that if you're that. And about our own beautiful self-expression, our own fluidity of being, allowing ourselves to, to, to freely give ourselves in light and express ourselves of that connection with our own inner love and love of, of what means something to us. And it simplifies things. And if uh, the world, when we look at there's this program problem going on, there's that problem going on, you're not going to resolve it from a place of anxiety or stress. Indeed. You're going to resolve it from a place of your own inner love and bringing that love, bringing that solution, bringing that creativity in invitation and inspiration to others. So it starts with as always, doesn't it? Indeed. Um, I, I'm trying to think of most effective things I can offer to mobilize that life force in each of us uh, that is faith-filled, 
Yes. That is, um, I would call it fierce grace. Mm, nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll mention a couple of things. When I spoke about the life of Nikola Tesla, the great inventor who comes from my part of the world. Brilliant. And, um, you know, he had a, um, he corresponded with Vivekananda, who was the marvelous sage who brought yoga um, to to the West. Mm -hmm. And um, what you see here is a profound science spirit connection. Mm -hmm. 100%. A knowingness. We, we talked about this in the last show, the intelligence and the wisdom to know the intelligence. Tesla was a, a brilliant man who knew actually how to understand the knowledge that he channeled. This is where we, we, last show we talked about, you know, intelligence versus the wisdom to know what the intelligent means and how to act, act, by, act, act activate it. Tesla was one of those people that challenged this knowledge down there and in his wisdom, uh, you know, created things that were only scratching the surface of today. And, you know, it was interesting, his rejection of free energy, um, which would have changed the world as we know it today, but maybe we were meant to go through this as a life lesson, I don't know. But he actually went into doing um, particular energy kind of solar light as a healing for the body. And he was a man that really was way, way, way before his time. But, the, you know, when I talk about the knowingness and the channeling of knowledge, he's the epitome of that, of mm-hmm. that connection, of that wisdom and knowledge that was get, uh, given to him. And then he, in his wisdom and knowledge, went out to explore what it could be. We weren't ready for it then, but boy, are we ready for it now. That's exactly, that's exactly the point. We were not ready right. for that. And maybe because I mentioned collective mind mm. um, and, and the power of an individual inter, in an interconnected way, maybe this would be a place to tell a little story um, and, and reflect on this together because um, we are equally terrified of technology while not using it well consciously with good ethics. We're terrified of what's environmentally happening. We feel destitute. Um, and devastated psychologically you know we're groping for solutions and what I can say is that when you have again unprecedented um, challenges the only way you can meet them is by having ever finer um, consciousness with which to approach it so you go to higher grounds from which you can and that gives you that systemic perspective Mm -hmm. that gives you um, the, 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 the zoom out from which you can offer solutions collect a thought of, of finer of finer ways long lasting yeah. uh, for the greater benefit of the greater number of people yes. and tesla was definitely tapped into that so what i would like to tell a little story um, and to remind us to take us out just for a little bit backwards um, uh, from our moment historical moment only to kind of propel us faster into the future So in 1893, um, the Columbia exhibit, the great display of industrial um, accomplishment and advancement was put together and and exhibited in Chicago at the Columbia exhibit in the exposition, celebrating the the conquest of of North America and uh, with all the complicated issues that are behind it. 
And at the exact same time, Thomas Edison, who was the greatest businessman among scientists, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in what was called the current war, the electricity wars with Tesla. Because yes. Tesla was working at that time uh, on what you pointed out, um, harnessing free energy. Mm-hmm. And, and um, think about this, global standard of energy and power transmission. Yes. That's what Tesla was working on. Right. In this ruthless war, mm-hmm. where basically also Tesla came, to, uh, came up with um, uh, double current electricity, which was much more powerful, and Edison was trying to take him down. There's a lot of personal background story to it. Yes. I see when I t- talk about it, I, I see um, two different mindsets in conflict not just people right? because I want to be conscious of the mindsets and Tesla was a great servant server to humanity. Mm -hmm. And um, Edison had great aspirations, but they were more self uh, uh, self absorbed. Yes. They were accomplishing in the material world. And Tesla was saying, but if you unleash Mm -hmm. this, then there'll be abundance for everyone. And it doesn't have to be either or. Right. So at the exact same time, the Columbia exhibit brings into this into the West, becomes the opening of the portal, if you will, cultural portal, and brings back the uh, brings in, I should say, um, some of the most impressive um, accomplishments from the Eastern traditions. One of which yoga. That's when yoga entered. Mm-hmm. Um, entered the, the, the Western world, as well as Middle Eastern dance. Edison, in fact, made the very first short film on belly dancers. <laughs> I didn't know that. But he was Edison. <laughs> he was Edison, one of my dance forms. So um, in this huge exhibit, there was the Parliament of World Religions and the renowned, extraordinary sage and philosopher Vivekananda came and he had the famous speech that started um, I think it's very potent to recall those words this man in in saffron clothing oddity yeah exotic oddity mm-hmm. showed up in the parma, parliament of religions and said dear brothers and sisters dear american brothers and sisters and had the unprecedented two and a half minutes standing ovations. Right. This was his way of connecting, bringing the light, yes. the light of the East, mm-hmm. of consciousness, with the light of technological yes. aspiration and advancement yes. together. From that point on, Tesla and Vivekananda were in correspondence, realizing that they're both scientists of spirit. Right and spiritual scientists. Yes. And Tesla was the one that won the bid (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, to light up the entire uh, Columbia exhibit. For the first time on that massive scale, he lit up the entire city of Chicago and the exhibit. So the light of technological advance and the light of spiritual development for the first time from different parts of the world came together Mm -hmm. and set set planetary standard and when i heard you say i'm not sure that we were ready no we were not ready 
1917, last year we celebrated 100 years. We can say celebrated or commemorated, depending on the perspective or both. Uh, 100 years since um, the great tower on Long Island, Tesla's great tower on Long Island fell, was destroyed. Right. At that time, he was working on Wi-Fi. Right. And that, what I said, global standard yes. of energy and power transmission. But Tesla was equally a product of collective aspiration. So a giant like that, a legendary yes. leader yes. Was, was born. Only two put that marker, that point of reference so right. high that now exactly by Tesla's inventions, he never failed. Mm -hmm. We just need to catch up with him. Right. That's the point. Exactly. His technology, we've only scratched now, the surface of now, right? Now his technology yes. is allowing for the collective mind yes. to be activated so that we realize that collectively we need to rebuild the tower. Right. And, and, whether and we are the tower. We are the tower. That's we are the, the tower. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So whether your metaphor is the Tower of Babel, and right. reunite our languages or your metaphor is Tesla's tower right. or your metaphor is indeed what I would, I would root for is that we are the tower. We are the transmitters of that energy and power and as such empowered and responsible with rights and equal rights and responsibilities. Uh, that's what we are rebuilding. So imagine, imagine this grand planetary project to activate and ignite, in Sarah's words, activate the hearts and minds yes. of every single individual like a unique transmitter and a light post to the entire world and activating by refined technological means infused with the consciousness for good, activating a neural network amongst these individuals, transmitting nothing but exquisite mission uh, uh, to serve the greater good on the planet for our home, for our hearts, for our future, for our children, for our elderly, in the greater continuum of collective being. Yes. Is there any greater joy in life one can experience than to be connected in that web of life in the most meaningful and in the most delightful way? It's as it was always meant to be. Um, I did a, a, a beautiful story here, um, which will be under their story matters, with uh, the Bosnian pyramid, um, the findings that they have there, and the understanding that the pyramids weren't about burying far, far forests. They were there designed strategically placed around the world as energy connectors with the universe to power the world. Now, this is where I'm saying about Tesla downloading, you know, from the, the universal collective energy, he downloaded the knowledge that was always meant to be here. He was the person to activate this energy again. You know, we destroyed that way back when, uh, they think because of um, um, aliens being looked upon as gods and being worshipped and changing their whole perspective and mission. That's a whole nother story. But the whole thing is energy was always meant to be free. And it wasn't just the energy 
to energize the planet. It was to ignite our energy collectively with one another. Uh, you know, telepathic um, energy going back and forth between us, you know, energy of healing, energy of this and that. We are energy. We're meant to be connected. It isn't meant to be just harnessed and you pay the big bill for it. We are the, we are the cord looking for the plug. And, right, and the plug is the is this planet is this universe is each other. So when we're willingly giving our energy to one another, we are expanding that energy out in a pulse that is just so absolutely resonating. So we have to understand this has always been the plan since the planet was first created, but we as human beings have got in the way by thinking insularly instead of collectively. And again, we talked about in the last year about the I am and the we are. It is what am I doing as an individual to bring to the collective we are, the orchestra of life, to create this symphony, to create this energy. And it goes back to us again, always goes back to us, back to the conscious, back to the choice. We know what we need out there. What are we individually and collectively going to do about it. What is your gift? Because every single person's been given one. Every single mm -hmm. person's been given a meaningful purpose. Have you stepped into it? Because that's your contribution. Indeed. This is just uh, remarkable when you speak of um, meta-mathematics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mathematics of a different domain. Mm -hmm. um, what is the thing that you can infinitely divide and it only multiplies? It's only going to be things from the finer plane. Yes. Yeah. Only things from the finer plane can be infinitely divided and they keep growing yeah. and multiplying. That's like, that's what you speak of love. That's what mm -hmm. you speak of, of compassion. That's yes. what you speak of goodwill. That's mm -hmm. what you speak of significant sense of the significance of your own soul and yes. your being here. The, all of that, when it's shared, it yes. all grows more <laughs> when it's shared. Yes. So it's the mathematics of another domain, yes. the mathematics. Mm -hmm. And also the, this, this notion of orchestration and that we are indeed the holders, each a holder of a unique key. Mm -hmm. if you want to use the musical metaphor, but also a, a solution maker, right? Mm -hmm. He is the solution giver. We're the holders of a unique key without which there is no greater um, harmony and there is no greater truth that can possibly be told without everybody's perspective being accounted for, seen, recognized, honored, listened to, mm -hmm. and, and uh, woven into the greater um, solution making. That is why... We're fascinated and terrified yeah. of what is called AI, artificial yes. intelligence. Yeah. And that is why I always say, no, it's not. It's augmented intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's basically a collective mind. It is right. We can have uh, the fruit of our own civilizational growth and our own evolution um, alienated from us and put against us what scares us from ai right. is that ai could actually pick up our own biases yes as we have seen in evidence in every movie right, right? yes our own what are we afraid of us. yeah yeah what are we afraid of that ai yeah. can turn violent we're hmm. afraid of ourselves yeah yes we're afraid of our own image in You're the right. mirror 
yeah. without wanting to account for all the forces right. that are within us and continually work on refining those forces. And that's what we also need to refine, redefine the discussion around technology. Yeah. It's all about the consciousness that's behind it. That's, 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 you know, the ethics of algorithms <laughs> that we spoke about the ethic of algorithm yeah. uh, with which every um, technology is imbued. It's our own. It's our own biases. It's our own glory, born glory, if you will. Yeah. And in that sense, looping back to to um, to Tesla and to what he has set up for us, he has right. set the next evolutionary stage that we are here to fulfill, to connect the technology and, and spiritual growth and refinement of character, and all of that in one. Um, Tesla is the living example of, 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 of a spiritual equation, which would go something like this. The finer the medium, the finer its capacity for power and energy transmission. What does that mean for each of one of us? The finer we become spiritually yes. and psycho-emotionally, because that's the uniqueness of a human yes. being. Yes, I mean, we can run faster, but I'm, I don't know. Can we, we can only by technological means outrun a cougar. Right. Wait, right? Or outswim another animal. We are the ones. Yes. We are the ones that have the capacity of the mind. If that is the capacity of mind, then we have the responsibility to refine the mind. And that mind and heart will have the greater capacity for solution making that will make, then that will face its self-created demons and understand them for apparitions that we have conjured and that we can dissolve equally dissolve uh, and, and find solutions for planetary issues in a way that are worthy of us. Solutions that are worthy of us. When we step into our own generator. There, there, there. We actually will be all the energy we need. And when we collectively bring that energy to one another, could it not be in our future, however far, that we become collectively the energy that sustains the planet? I'm sure. not talking about external. I'm talking about us, our internal generators, exuding out that energy to energize one another, to then energize everything else that we need around us. Are we not our own generator? Do we not understand that energy or the lack of it. The lack of it is what causes the diseases or the dis-ease within us. The chi, the mm -hmm. energy is not running fluently through our body. We go back to the fluidity of life, the fluidity of being. Energy constantly needs to flow, to harness, to generate. So when we step into that internal energy of love, of caring, of compassion, of passion, of creativity, and we allow that energy to constantly flow within us, we generate it out. And we share that energy with others, igniting their own generator, adding to their own generator. So therefore, we become the light we seek. So who is to say that we don't actually become the physical light in the future by mm -hmm. actually tapping into those energies? Because we're only now beginning to actually understand we are the answer, we are the energy, we are the love, we are everything within us. This 
vessel that we're in, this creativity that we are in, if we truly looked at it beyond the organs, and we looked at it that when you ignite the soul, the heart, the spirit, and the mind together, what a powerhouse we are, what a nuclear house we are. Indeed. And so we have to start turning our eyes in and looking at we are the solution to everything that is out there. We have been the problem, but now let's feed the solution. Indeed. That's so beautifully said, Sarah. That is just uh, leaves me short for words now, and, and I'm just really immersed in, in this wonderful connection that we have created, and I hope that the listeners are also feeling mm -hmm. um, this energy field, this mind field, and heart field that we have opened, um, nurturing each other in, 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 our, um, in our purpose, in our well-being, mm -hmm. in our reach towards fulfillment. And, you know, there, there's, um, there are particular things that I wanted to offer to the audience. Um, let, me, let, me, let me preface that by saying that when we started this conversation today, you pointed out to the key reason for the state of affairs of today. You, you named it ignorance. Mm -hmm. Now coming back full circle to the, you know, through this exploration, joint exploration, going back to that beginning, to that word, and now the way we see it from this perspective, um, and in the light of what you just shared of being self-generating um, sources. Um, what if we looked at that ignorance knowing that indeed some even decades from now our own children and grandchildren and our own offspring will be probably aghast um, at what we were doing in education or economy yes. or with environment in, in which cumbersome and awkward ways we have held some or done some things right. and terrible things, I understand. But what if now, now, before that, what if now we can look back with some courage and compassion together that that ignorance as uncorking of that generator, what if that well, deep, dark well of ignorance yes. could be like the black hole uncorked where once it's conscious, it actually is so eager to give of itself. It's so eager to justify and purify itself and claim itself good, you know, just like a convert right. <laughs> trying to, to say indeed and the, with gratitude brought to, uh, to our knees. Can what I just insert something? Can I just insert something? So thought, instead of us being afraid of being in the darkness, to understand what we see from the light within, within the darkness. Ah, there, there there and what if uncorking of that ignorance might be the most fertile soil yes as long as we are striving towards that yes and like we water the black it. hole mm -hmm. that that shines millions of suns yeah holds millions of suns like the womb of creation that ruptures mm -hmm. you know in a, in a bloody fashion yes and then hopefully we learn our lesson that it doesn't take a war it can take, uh, and it doesn't take uh, a conflict. It can take contrast. Yes. It doesn't have to be violently 
um, violent evolution. It can be a joyful, um, diverse, conscious evolution that does not want to level things, right. but just wants to play in the diverse uh, field of thoughts, uh, needs, aspirations, or anything. So I want to hold that possibility, and at least to, for us to hear that together and feel it together. And also to, to, to go back to where we started with, we started with ignorance, we started with um, faulty, skewed, uh, misdeveloped consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, we know that the, at the core of that, that's, and then we said, we're destroying our own home. Mm -hmm. And how is that correlated? How yes. is my emotional state of being correlated to the state of affairs at my home? Of course, I mean, when you're depressed, you don't get up and order right. your room or take a shower. Right. I mean, it's the same way collectively when yes. we're feeling at odds and disconnected with ourselves and, 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 and with our fellow humans, uh, we treat our larger home the same way. We neglect it, we grab, we, we never feel satiated or we're terrified if we ever will be nurtured or fed. Right. So all of this requires a beautiful shift. And this is why my work is, is in the very name of it, is mm -hmm. evolving leadership, which means that my passion is to evolve the leadership yes. of others. Uh, that uh, that my own leadership continues evolving. Um, that I that I in, in the word reversed word of love in it, loving right. yes. leadership as well, loving our own leadership, yes. loving ourselves into our own yeah. leadership is is a is a key um, focus of mine and mm. a passion of mine. And then with a fully conscious understanding that we are indeed. Um, the world builders and the culture makers, the symbolic animal, the powerful mind creators mm -hmm. that can materialize uh, things. And that is why I am calling for harmonization with our home, with our hearts on the string, on the continuum between heart home yes. and to another heart mm -hmm. in, the, in the greater home. And, and that, that's why I speak of life affirming principles harmonized with the greater social movement so you that you have nature and culture unified because we are creatures of nature and culture we're not either or no. our very nature is cultural we are world right. makers. we are we're world builders and culture makers we're symbolic animal right we're technological animal yes and that we cannot deny the, the insatiable desire for Having more, doing more, exploring more, creating more, breaking the boundaries of life generation, exploring in the labs, being, you know, terrible scientists, <laughs> hopefully better artists so that we can ennoble each other with it. And it's never going to stop. No. We know it can be shut off. We can't go back to some nostalgic or idealized uh, primal state. Yes. That's not the goal. No. That's not the goal. No, but fluidity, the goal. fluidity again, right? Exactly. We're constantly about moving forward. We, you know, yeah, it's, you know, um, loving harmony is, you know, loving homely. <laughs> Right, loving our home within to bring about the harmony of fluidity of what is possible. Yeah, I mean, if we just allow ourselves to believe in possibilities and to seek the opportunity within that possibility, the only thing is is that we know how much is possible. 
where we have to look at it, is it ethically right? Does it serve humanity or is it against humanity? And we know that there's been so much money in instruments of death. How about we take half of that money and put it in instruments of life? You will see that exponentially grow more abundantly on every level than any ever destructive thing that was ever created. But on the other hand, from disruption comes creativity. And we rising on the consciousness scale mm-hmm. can, can smooth that path a little bit. Yes. And we can evolve by contrast, but not by conflict. Right. And we can evolve to a state where there's, there's and with a belief that there's endless mind exploration right. that is ahead of us and it doesn't have to destroy the very material and the potential that we're creating from and creating with. So, um, to, to be attuning everything that you do with life sustaining and life affirming principles while you're developing, um, in, in, in creative ways is key, key piece to harmonizing of emotional states with ecological states, with inner world, with the home in which we live in, Mm -hmm. with the self and with another with your own language and universal language out there. And maybe as, a, as an offering to, to, to the audience, um, maybe a, 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 a little suggestion, a set of tools maybe with Please. which to work. Um, coming from, from me and from my work in the system sciences, because we spoke about the holistic vision, we spoke about the um, whole system design and, and solution proposition. Um, you know, when, when we're evaluating our state of individual and collective being, it would be useful to use um, a, a set of factors, to take into account a set of factors uh, along with which we can develop certain set of skills, or I should say, the word capacities or faculties, I should say. So as I mentioned these factors, we equally need to be thinking about what kind of capacities, finer capacities can I develop to perceive this and to proactively um, apply and implement. So like I said, evaluating an inner state of being as well as collective and working towards solution offering healing ourselves healing collectively and also not just healing but going further in co-creating and taking us to the next stage new paradigm of human development first and foremost we need to think about principles Mm -hmm. we need to understand know the governing principles that run all phenomena and to quote tesla here or or paraphrase him he's the one that said when science chooses to study non-conventional phenomena, it will advance in 10 years more than in all the centuries past combined. Right. Working in the unseen, working in the causal plane, then you can understand and affect that which manifests because if you're working in the manifest, it's already done. Right. It's more, it becomes more of a damage control. Right. It's not a proactive solution bringing or creative solution Mm -hmm. bringing. So we have to teach our children, we need to examine ourselves, we need to speak of this um, widely. 
let us identify the governing principles that are in the causal plane that are running us and running the universe and harmonizing all of this together. The next would be to observe those patterns. Patterns. To observe the patterns of phenomena that merge together. Right. Then we'll know the correlations and correspondences between things and we'll know what affects here will consequently affect here so that we don't come up with the solutions for which we always have to have, you know, uh, uh, fix-ups and improvised, basically, yeah. solutions for which we cause more damage in the process of solving one thing. We right. know that. Siloed solutions. Governing principles. Patterns. Most importantly, paradoxes. See paradoxes. See... In, um, employ integral thinking the more perspective you bring into your thinking you are coming to more holistic truth and holistic solution equally hold your own paradoxes mm -hmm. together be don't be the paradox be right. the containing field for the paradox to play out because in that interplay of paradox and what appears as contradiction right the higher synthetical solution arises yes next we have to think of processes. Everything has a dynamic, processual dynamic to it, has times to incubate. Uh, can, we be, can we be kind and patient with the child's de developmental stages? Can we be kind with each other stages mm -hmm. in life? Can we be kind and, and patient and mesmerized and enchanted again with the little fern leaf unfolding? That's how our greater design is. Can we be patient and kind with our own purpose uh, yes. uh, unfolding the same way? Um, and can we teach that? Can we support each other through those processes? Can we, can we remember relational dynamics and that we're bound in identity and development to each other? And finally, progress. Mm -hmm. Track the, tracking the progress is going to be based on all of these prior mm -hmm. things. And with that kind and compassion of patience. And, and also, of course, redefining the notion of progress um, dramatically. Yes. Uh, redefining what progress would be constituting for us now. Mm -hmm. And if there are questions with which I would leave our audience rather than, than giving answers. I have just as a friend, mm -hmm. <laughs> what I called hermeneutic friends, friends that are making sense of yes. the world and the self with you. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So as hermeneutic friends and as the fellow human beings and as brothers and sisters and all in between, right. all life forms in between on this planet, um, I I'm, was just offering some tools uh, from what we have found out collectively. Right. <laughs> so, I, you know, you, you're so right, uh, you know, on that final thing there of the, the people you're with. You are always going to get people, friends, family. Um, you don't know what you're talking about. A whole load of cods, wallop, this, that, etc. You know, that is their opinion. That is their journey. Do not take it on. You are responsible for your journey, not somebody else's. If you're an inspiration um, or you become a tool or knowledge for other people, fantastic. But by putting yourself around like energy people, right? Like-minded, but like 
energy people, people who want to see that energy grow, that are inquisitive, that are investigative, that are allowing, that see possibilities and know how to create opportunities from it. And you ignite each other. Now you're actually in that collective village that will really set things aglow, that will become enlightening. You know, from the ignorant to the enlightened because you're around the right people that are switching on your own ignitions and allowing you to understand what it is you're seeing from the collective communication. Don't worry about the people who aren't. Mix with the people who are. You never know who you're going to inspire along the way. Indeed. Right? And, you know, when, when there's somebody there that challenges us, if we want to claim that we want to pursue higher, deeper uh, purpose and knowledge and mission, then we have to see them for who they are. Yes. Let them be the propellers. Yes. The more they're challenging you, let them take you back right. more so that you can be faster catapulted yeah. forward towards yeah. your mission. Always remembering, always remembering. Yes. That the, negative, doing... the negative is just to enforce you positive. <laughs> Right. Exactly. And always remembering that you're doing that on their behalf as well. Right. And there's no need for persuasion. Live it and they will follow you. And be they it. will be eager to be there to join you. Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's the old uh, thing from, you know, when Harry met Sally, you know, the whole orgasmic scene is I want what she's having. So if you're living in a beautiful energy and a, and a light that's resonating and you're clearly very happy in your life and in what you're contributing, other people around you that are ready to invest in themselves are going to have, want to have what you have. So they're going to pay attention to you then. But you can't help anybody or be an inspiration to anyone until they're ready themselves to be inspired exactly and and uh, the people that are challengers um are great propellers mm -hmm. have a responsibility uh to to evolve in a way that invites them back into the fold right because uh, nobody nobody's alienation or disconnection uh can possibly serve us so we have responsibility to our own being and to others to keep going with with courage of conviction right. and with compassionate vision and for me always the the key questions that i want to ask of you and leave you with because th those are yours and they belong to you um is the the questions that come from from values that are based in values what is worth it what's worth to me uh, what is of true value? What is truly priceless? What's truly unattainable? Um, what's worth fighting for um, it, with the best of means, with the finest of means yeah. inside me and out there? So I always ask, because it's, it's about leadership of every single one of us right. um, and our own activation and ignition, um, to ask yourself, because it addresses addresses your state of being on every level, physical, emotional, mental, social, every, to ask, um, how do I lead my life mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. Observe that. Yes. Food, sleep, um, people, relationships, pace of life, 
mm-hmm. habits, beliefs. How do I lead my life? What leads me in my life? And how can I lead in my life? And with that, I just want to let you uh, go to your introspection from which I know you will generate remarkable solutions Mm -hmm. and ever finer human beings. Right. And it's all very well wanting to be a leader, but what are you leading? (laughs) It's first be the leader in your own life so that you can inspire leadership with others. So yes, very important. We always go back to ourselves, don't we? We always go back to who are we, why are we, what are we here for, and are we taking ownership of that? And that's, I, I see the awesomeness in people as a possibility seer all my life, I see the possibilities in people. And then they go and put the barriers up that stop them from seeing it themselves. But those that then choose to see those possibilities and, and see what roads are ahead of them, then it's the stepping into their courage and mm. their strength to walk it. And there is nowhere that we're going to go in life without a certain amount of courage and without an awful lot of strength and a great deal of tenacity and the Mm. ability to get up over and over again. Right. And, but the eagerness to constantly learn the one thing Edison did, you know, the thousand light bulbs, right. It's just keep on going until it works (laughs) until you connect. Right. And don't be discouraged because you know, you didn't get it the first time or this path didn't take you here. If you want to connect with the people that are going to ignite you and your generator, just keep pursuing. Keep listening to these shows here on Get Synced because you're going to hear so many other people on their perspectives. And I know that you're going to sync up with somebody here that, um, or more than one, that is going to ignite you within you because that's what these shows are about. Synchronicity of like energized people who care about themselves, care about the planet, care about each other, and want to be a part of that energetic collective. Simple as that. Marvelous. Thank you, Sarah. How do people get hold of you, love? How do they find you? You can find me at my website, um, milapopovich.com, which is M-I-L-A-P-O-P-O-V-I-C-H.com. There's more about my work and um, my profile is there with different platforms where I serve and different connections that hopefully could be of service to you as well. Um, And you can find my email and phone number and contact me as I am doing full-scale leadership development from personal excellence to developing communities and organizations to being um, an international speaker and on advisory boards of one of the most um, prestigious um, organizations. It's my honor to, um, humble honor to be serving there. And I would be more than willing to make connections and to expose you to a field of service that is worthy of the energy that you bring in into listening to this program today and being with Sarah and I. And don't forget to listen to her other show too on Ignite uh, um, Your Heart and Soul um, on, uh, you know, the ignition of our fluidity, our fluidity into being and her dance and how performance (laughs) and creativity comes into the equation of everything because it's not separate. It's all one of the same. It's just two different activities. That's it. Wholeness of being. (laughs) Yes, wholeness of being, you know, playing your other organs. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
Thank um, you so much, Sarah. This has delight. been an honor and a privilege, truly. Oh, a delight, a delight. From the first time we ever talked, you knew this was going to flow. And uh, so much we've learned here today. And thank you so much for, for sharing. Okay. Stay tuned for the next one uh, next week, every week for, for three months. We're going to be bringing you somebody extraordinary who is out there changing the conscious uh, climate. And uh, there's a lot for you to learn and be inspired by. So please do come back. And if you have not heard any of the other shows, it's selfdiscoveryradiotv.com, Eco Solutions, the Lex Get Synced series, and you'll see everybody up there. Until next time, folks, bye for now. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com, podcasts and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.